2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
0: To talk about the combine, to talk about um, the Browns, the organizational grades, all of it, we welcome on on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. As we do every Thursday at 520, Elite. He is Elite. Some guys four cone drill, three cone drill, not elite, but Albert Breer is elite. What's up, buddy?
3: Well, thanks for saying that. I appreciate it, even if you really didn't mean it.
0: Oh, I always mean it. That's the thing. I, I'm I'm far too nice, but uh, in in cases like this, it is totally warranted.
3: Well, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: So, Albert, what is the uh, what is the big buzz or big talking point surrounding the Browns in Indy?
3: Surrounding the Browns in Indy? Um, well, I mean, I would say a lot of it was like a lot of the stuff that I heard at least was sort of centered on Deshaun, which is interesting. You know, um, it's I think going to be the storyline going into the season and, um, you know, kind of where they are with, you know, like his big contract and whether or not they can get the most out of him. And, um, not that you're going to roll the clock back to 2020. Um, but like, can they get that kind of play out of him again, you know? And, um, you know, I, I, didn't, I think we saw where the Browns are um, last year and, and where Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski have the roster. You know, it's a roster that's ready to compete. And so, um, does that going to add up to a Browns team that's contending for a championship? And it is Sean Watson who's, you know, playing at the highest level. Um, so, that's obviously a big part of it. And then, yeah, I think the staff changes are the other thing. You know, again, with Alex Van Pelt and Bill Callahan gone and, You know, uh, bringing in Andy Dickerson to be the line coach, bringing in Ken Dorsey to be the coordinator. um, You know, what's that going to look like going forward? I'd say that's the other thing.
0: Albert, you mentioned Deshaun Watson. Uh, Kevin Stefanski admitted the other day uh, next week. uh, Kevin uh, Stefanski, Ken Dorsey, they're going to go out to um, L.A. to to kind of sit down with uh, Deshaun Watson and chop it up. But we know can't really talk about a damn thing. So I'm curious, what can they talk about?
3: Well, I mean they can they can talk about kind of his plan for the off season and they can kind of go through some things from the season and they can talk about you know how Deshaun wants to handle um, you know, April and May and June and they can start to build the relationship. So um yeah, I mean there are restrictions on what they can do from a rules standpoint, but there's still a lot you can get done, you know, just because you can't get out on a practice field and start installing plays doesn't mean um, that you can't do some work that's gonna you know, put you in a position to hit the ground right. running when you get to OTAs in May.
0: You think everybody talks about their their most recent binge success? I I would say Ted Lasso for the second time. It still holds up.
3: Their most recent what success? Uh, binge watching uh, adventures. Oh, binge success. So you you went and watched Ted Lasso a second time. Yeah yeah.
0: It makes me feel good, Albert. It makes me
3: feel real good. Mm-hmm. Does it make you feel good about the world? I'm assuming that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Needed that yeah, one. A little yeah.
0: pick-me-up, bud.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I know Ted is always good for that. Um, but, yeah, I think like the relationship building part thing is part of it, right? Like, so how do you build that relationship up? Um, yeah, I certainly think that's part of it.
0: Albert, the NFL uh, Players Association organizational grades, as voted by uh, players in the association, were released this week. Another wonderful job of J.C. Tretter. Uh, making sure that comes out right during combine week the browns did not grade well 23 out of 32 there were weight room concerns there was a low grade for uh, kevin stefanski I'm, i'm just from like a meaning standpoint do those grades do they actually impact these organizations beyond just hey these are these are pretty embarrassing to see these out in public
3: I think they do, Um, and I think they do because there's nothing a billionaire hates more than being embarrassed. And I don't think the coaches like being embarrassed, and I don't think the people organizationally like it. um, I think the real proof of that is what you saw happen with the Cardinals, where the Cardinals got, I mean, pretty much humiliated last year by this, right? Like, this whole thing... created a real problem for them from a perception standpoint not that they were seen as any sort of model organization beforehand but i mean they took some they took it on the chin pretty good you know and so um having to go through that i think caused them to have to evaluate a lot of things and and they didn't fix everything all at once but they replaced the floors in the white room and they stopped charging guys for 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 the the third meal of the day you know and so um, I, you know, I, I think in a lot of cases, these teams and these billionaires almost have to be held at gunpoint to make some of these changes. And um, the fact that they're being held publicly accountable and it can be a problem for them, um, you know, like in the public sphere, I think does have a way of creating some meaningful change.
0: Albert, Kevin Stefanski got a B- minus grade. Uh, that was, I believe, bottom 10. Um, yeah, and obviously it's interesting because uh, he just won his second Coach of the Year award by 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 writers. So I'm curious: is that reflective, indicative of how he's seen around the game beyond awards voters, or is there not much we can put into that?
3: Um, say it again. Sorry, I lost you there.
0: No worries at all. Is is Kevin Stefanski's B minus grade, which is good enough for bottom ten in the NFL amongst head coaches. Is that reflective of how he's seen more from the player angle, meaning around the NFL in general, as opposed to by the NFL uh, awards voters who, who've given this no, illustrious award twice now?
3: No, I mean I think a lot of it's a lot of. And you have to remember what this is about, and this is for both the coaches and the owners. It's about the workplace conditions, right? So there were a couple of things specifically that they did with the coaches. One of them was how efficiently does he use my time? Um, how much does he listen to the concerns of players? How much? or the concerns the player's taking into account to affect change. Like, those are the sorts of things that they're looking at. And, um, you know, B-minus isn't great, but it's not a train wreck either. And I think Kevin said himself, like, he's going to take these things into account and um, try to, you know, communicate better with the players to try to figure out um, what they can do better. But, yeah, I mean, I think more than anything else, it's not – like we hate the coach if you uh downgrade a guy in certain areas it's you know the players being honest and how they feel like their time was managed how their work days are managed um how you know their voices are heard those sorts of things
0: Albert Breer um, at the uh, or at the combine talking about the combine on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline a lot of talk in Cleveland about Nick Chubb and there's reason uh, he's coming off the injury there are contractual things going on that you know, it looks like the Browns could want to restructure that, give him a contract extension. There are a few different ways they could handle this. What do you think the most likely route the Browns is that they'll take with Nick Chubb?
3: The, with Nick Chubb going forward? Yes. Saying, yeah, contractually this again. offseason. No worries. I mean, and I think he's got, what, a year left, right? Yes. Yep. Um, my guess is they handle it the same way the Titans handled – Um, the same way the Titans handled Derrick Henry. The Titans went went into that final season with Derrick Henry, um, you know, trying to treat him with the respect that he deserved and understanding that, you know, there was, you know, a very real possibility that he would have a great year and they'd have to franchise him and then they'd have to move forward that way. So, um, look, like, you know, I think when you get to a point in a running back's career where, the carries are adding up and the years are adding up and the, you know, you've been through the physical um, you know, you've been through all the, the the physical toll that that goes into playing that position more and more. You have to start to look at those things. And um, you know, that's sort of where the Browns are. He's coming off of a major injury. um, And I know how much everybody there thinks of him, but you know, you're not paying a guy for past performance. You're paying for what you think. If you give him an extension, he's going to give you in 25 and 26. And because of the uncertainty, um, you know, it's creative again by his age, his workload And, and the injury um, I think it's it's hard to make any sort of major commitment to him um, Past this, this year
0: Albert, one of the big storylines out of Indy Is that uh, the commander's new owner, Josh Harris Is, uh, is, is going to be in these prospect interviews for quarterbacks Is that a big deal, little deal, no deal Considering the commander's just got rid of one meddling owner Call from mom, answer it
2: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago,
3: Illinois. I don't think it's a big deal. Um, I, I, you know, owners have been involved in these sorts of things in the past. It's not always at the combine, but you know, I can remember the Bills when they were, you know, looking for quarterbacks in seventeen and eighteen, and Terry Pagula was you know, on the trips, you know, if I, I remember Terry Pagula standing on the field of Texas tech um, to look at Patrick Mahomes, you know, so, you know, I think like those guys, the owners can be a good sounding board on the, in the like, okay, like, here's what I think of him as a person. Here's what I think of him as like a potential face of the franchise, all those sorts of things. As long as they're not like, as long as they don't think they're going to like go out there and, you know, be judging how loose the guy's wrist is, you know what I mean? Like, or, you know, what sort of pocket presence he has, you know, like I think it's, I think it's generally fine. And in a lot of cases, because those guys do have a lot of business acumen, it can be, it can be a good resource for the football people to have. It just shouldn't be more than that.
0: Albert uh, Caleb Williams has been talked about as the number one quarterback prospect in this class for almost two full years there were some concerns this year and now that you've been in uh, Indy, you've heard the scuttlebutt for the last couple of days. Is Caleb Williams still the unanimous number one pick and uh, the the unanimous QB1 in this draft?
3: I would be um, relatively blown away if Caleb Williams isn't the first pick in the draft. Um, that's nothing against Drake May. That's nothing against um, Jaden Daniels or J.J. McCarthy or anybody else. Um, i believe the bears are going to take it first overall. Um, and I, I do think most of the league and most of the evaluators who have been um, been on this and you know, you know spend the fall evaluating guys and we're evaluating some of these guys last spring um, would tell you that Caleb Williams is a once every few years type of talent whereas you know like May and Daniels are more like they could be top five picks or top 10 picks in every year every year, you know. So I do think that there's a separation between Williams and the pack. And, um, you know, I think what's going to happen over the next couple of months guys is we're going to have that big vacuum of, you know, of, of, of NFL discussion and we're going to have to fill that vacuum. And um, that vacuum is going to be filled by a lot of draft talk. And um, the same way people acted as if Robert Griffin, III third was creeping up on Andrew Luck in 2012 and Zach Wilson was, Creeping up on Trevor Lawrence in 2021, we'll probably get the Daniels or May in the class of of, uh, of Williams. But I, I think the truth is Williams is sort of separate from the pack, and it's good the same way Lawrence and Luck were in their draft years.
0: I cannot wait to to unveil my quarterback big board, which will change every single week. Coming up in the middle of March, there, Albert. Um, so we saw Marvin Harrison Jr. show up to the combine, but d- declined to test and declined to do the kind of pre-combine testing that gets you right for like doing those tests. I'm I'm and this opens up the question I think we have every year. Are players skipping the workout portion of the combine? It, is that is that ever going to have long-term ramifications for the NFL combine and whether the league sees it as useful?
3: I I actually think the league's desire to have the combine a certain way is damaging what the combine is actually for. In other words, I think the more the league turns this into a circus, the more football people are going to push away from it. And the more reason the players have to treat it like a business. And I mean, look, like, you know, in other sports, I think in the NBA, the guys like refuse to do medicals at the combine. Right. So Like Marvin Harrison's made the decision, I'm not going to run a 40. I'm not going to do the three-cone drill. I'm not going to do any of the physical testing. I'm not going to do on-field drills. um, And I'm probably not going to do any of them at my pro day either. Why? Well, he's going to be the number one receiver taken. And he has more to lose than he has to gain by putting himself out there. And so wouldn't you guys say he's better off training for his rookie year than training for Olympic testing and then having to retrain himself for his rookie year? I think if I was the team drafting him, I'd be ecstatic that he was doing that because you're going to have a guy who's going to be able to hit the ground running in in May at OTAs, you know, and, and I'd say the same goes for Caleb. Like, Caleb has every right not to do any of this testing. The only thing he can do really is hurt himself, you know, and um, so I, I, I think that, you know, more and more guys, as the league treats this as a business thing, are going to treat their decisions as business decisions and how they handle these things. And, um, you know, I I think with that, with the NFL's approach toward, toward it, now you see more coaches and general managers and scouts handling the combine differently too, which is certainly interesting because as they've tried to make it bigger, the people who make it big in the first place, and that's the teams and the players, are actually pushing away from it and might actually make the whole product a little less valuable to the people on Park Avenue.
0: Albert, I know you're right in the eye of the storm here. You got several more days of heavy day and night work out in the combine. I'm exhausted for you, so uh, you know make sure to get some Pedialyte up in that game and uh, enjoy the rest of the combine, buddy. Really great stuff.
3: Awesome, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And sorry I had to have you repeat questions a couple of times. I actually left a notebook with valuable uh, information in my hotel lobby. And as I was doing this phone call, I was like actively looking for it. So if I sounded a little spaced out, I, uh, that, that might've been why, but I did find the notebook. So we're all good now.
0: So you did a fantastic job. And what you could (laughs) not possibly know, Albert is today. I have lost my wallet, which was on me. I have lost my key fob for work, which was on me. I lost my keys to my truck, which was on me. I lost things that were on me five times today. And it took getting to work an extra thirty minutes, and so really, you're actually doing quite well if you compare yourself to the day that I'm that I mentally am having.
3: I don't know, man. Like I, I like that's a lot, but uh, I'm the king of losing things, so I, I don't know if you want to fight me in that department. I, I I can beat just about anybody. You can ask my wife about that.
0: We'll have to have a combine to decide this. Be good, bud.
3: <laughs> All right, man. Later.
0: Albert Breer on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline.